It's 2022, and the industry is still largely dependent on pitch decks to get a story across, and I think this is really outdated, which is why I'm excited to share our newest brand partner and sponsor for Seed Scout and Forward Thinking Founders, Journey.io. Journey.io takes all of your data sources, whether it be a Notion deck, a Calendly, HubSpot data, a Loom, and connects it all into one place so you can tell your story in a much more efficient way. Doesn't matter if you're selling, you're marketing, or you're doing fundraising. Put all your data, all your information into a journey, and instead of sending a Loom link here and a Google Docs link here and a Vidyard link here and a Pitch link here, just send them a journey link, sell your story, get that money, get that customer, and I promise you, you will find that ROI real quick. If you want to learn more, go to journey.io, and you will be blown away with what they've built, and tell them Forward Thinking Founder sent you. All right, let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Jeff Reese, who's a co-founder of Poco. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. Um, we we just uh, graduated from the Reason Why Combinator batch, so uh, kind of you know close out our fundraising round, off to the races, um, trying to help creators, investors, entrepreneurs build their next big thing as a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization instead of company. That's awesome. So let, let's break down how this works. So I'm someone who, I mean, I'm very familiar with C-Corps, like I'm familiar with LLCs, like I, and I know that uh, DAOs are a thing, but it's something that I think are is distant for me. So help me understand, mm-hmm. how do you help companies start DAOs versus C-Corps? And even on top of that, um, well, let's actually start here. Why should people do DAOs over C-Corps? Let's start there and then go into the, the nitty gritty of kind of how you make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a great question, right? Because, you know, it's Web3 and everyone is just sometimes like, oh, you know, hey, does this solve a real problem? <laughs> uh, so the the reason why we got we, we started on DAOs is that the context for the market in which I operate in is that we are serving mostly cross-border businesses or businesses in developing countries. And in a lot of these places, the legal and financial infrastructure is very weak. So what we started seeing, and we started working with all this like investment DAOs or uh, companies that are building as DAOs, gaming companies, gaming studios. And they are trying to tap into the Web3 financial and legal ecosystem. So example for that is that they are trying to raise funds. Uh, their financial markets uh, or venture markets in their home country generally is very weak. Or investors generally do not want to invest in a company in in Vietnam or, or in, in Argentina or in Chile because they don't understand the governance mechanisms or the company structure in this market. So 
what we do is that we create um, DAOs that have both a legal form, so there's a legal entity behind it, but it is overlaid with um, kind of Web3 features. For example, they have a token stack um, you know, that then helps them integrate into the Web3 ecosystem. Uh, and we believe that this is a more powerful company entity for many of the markets that we serve, uh, which are predominantly, again, cross-border, digital, or developing countries. It makes a lot of sense. So, so now that we have kind of have that context on the why, love to hear the how. I mean, let's say I wanted to, you know, work with you and and be a kind of a Web three company and spin up a DAO and get these different Web three features. How, how does it work? Like, how does someone work with you? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you go to our platform. Um, you know, uh, we have uh, you, you you press a button, uh, and you basically kind of issue a certain number of tokens to different wallet addresses. So you have allocate the tokens the same way you would allocate uh, shares in a company to your different uh, shareholders. Uh, and in order for them to redeem the shares, uh, you know, you set rules for how much they have to deposit. So basically think of it as I'm doing my fundraising as a startup and I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I'm raising like $10,000 to build a little game and I'm going to issue like 10,000 tokens. So, um, uh, you know, like your investors come in and maybe say they buy 5,000 of tokens for $10,000. So um, they deposit crypto into your treasury. Uh, and in return, they get um, like a certain number of tokens that represent the stake in your uh, in your kind of DAO. Um, so, you know, you, you go through that process. Congratulations. You know, you've just created your first DAO or company. Uh, we are layering on uh, the governance mechanism. So the way we design the governance is that we make it look more like a company. <laughs> and the reason for that is because most DAOs, uh, in most DAOs, most people actually don't vote. Uh, to, so, so we realize they're actually quite centralized. Uh, entrepreneurs, uh, investors, they generally want to move fast. So uh, we built the mechanism where you do role assignments. Same way you have a board of director, you have a management team, uh, and they are able to make decisions uh, in that manner. Um, yeah, and the last part, um, what we're building uh, is we are building a legal structure so that as you create your DAO, you also create a legal entity that allows you to own assets in the real world uh, or to enter into contracts. I love it. It sounds like a very, uh, very powerful and it sounds like a full stack platform. I mean, it seems like it covers like all the areas from legal governance to the actual functionality. Um, so I, I think my next question is, we have like the why, why this needs to exist and how it works, but I'm actually curious, like why did you decide to start working on this? I guess, what's the origin story for the company for you? Yeah, so I, I spent a lot of my time working in uh, cross-border businesses. Uh, so I was part of a founding team of a protocol. We were building a high throughput uh, smart contract platform. Um, uh, this was about like three, four years ago. And I realized my team was really from all over the world. You know, we had people in 19 different countries. Uh, we managed to get up to $2 billion, coin dollar, $2 billion coin cap. And that was because we had a very global ecosystem, both in terms of our talent pool, but also of the markets that we're serving. And I realized that there wasn't really a, a good natural entity that services this kind of businesses. Uh, you know, most of the time we still think we have to go to a national jurisdiction uh, and we have to register there. And it's actually very complex, you know, if you start managing multiple entities, you know, as a smaller business, 
you don't have the time or resource to hire an army of lawyers and accountants to help you figure out your tax obligations across you know, four different jurisdictions managing these this different teams. So we felt there has to be a better way to organize uh, this kind of businesses, especially as a lot of the values created in the digital world. And I think more recently, I think for me is that I have always had a soft heart for talent in emerging markets or places that are very much underlooked. Uh, and we realized that a lot of the interesting companies, because Web3 is so accessible to the world, interesting companies were popping up from the middle of nowhere. So one of my mentee, um, he built a play to earn game in Vietnam. You know, when I started talking to him like five years ago, he's, he's basically a team of six engineers squeezed into a small room with a broken lamp, uh, you know, just very enthusiastically building games. And then last year they launched a play to earn game called uh, Titan Arena. They got to a $4 billion coin cap. I mean, it's fallen a lot since, but um, most companies would not find it that easy to scale up being in the ecosystem that they're in. Um, but because of the interoperable nature of Web3 ecosystems, they were just able to grow so quickly. Their customers were from Brazil, from Uganda, from Philippines. Uh, so they had a very global market they could tap into. And we wanted to see how we can serve uh, this kind of communities better. And I think DAOs is a great way because um, it allows them to collaborate well with um, like investors from abroad uh, or people across borders. Uh, many investors would never invest again in a Vietnam entity, but you know, uh, with DAOs, you know, especially as the governance improves, the structure improves, you know, um, investors would say, "Hey, you know, this is a great company. I don't care that it's sitting in Vietnam or Argentina. Uh, you know, I am happy to put money behind something like this." Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense, and I think that leads me to to one of my one of my last questions, which is like, "What is the big the big picture here? The big the big vision for you, or I guess in like." five, 10, 15 years, what direction uh, are you rowing in? What will this look like? Yeah, I, I believe we can build a next generation company structure uh, for an age of uh, digital business or cross-border business collaboration. Um, and you know, through that, we will build the vehicle of entrepreneurship for the next generation of investors, entrepreneurs, and creators. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's interesting right? because like, you know, the company structure that we think of was basically, you know, set up in an era of a pen and paper type legislation. Um, and, and I think it's just, you know, as, as this DAO structure improves, um, you know, I think it's just going to create, uh, provide like just many new forms of companies that yeah, we just yeah, um, wouldn't have thought about before. Definitely. And then it kind of, in order to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, raising money, anything in that category? Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, we are trying to uh, educate um, and advocate for this new form of uh, company structure, uh, the DAO, um, you know, in, in ecosystems around the world. So, you know, we love to have people who are interested in setting up a DAO, or no communities that might be interested in building the next big thing as a DAO to, to reach out to Poco. And for we my last, have... yeah, for my last question is how, how can they reach out? I mean, do you have a website, do you have social media? Like how can someone get in touch? Yeah, so um, they can email me. My email is uh, Jeffrey with a G, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y at poco.fun. Uh, we have a website, um, www.poco.fun, F-U-N-D. 
Um, and you know, we are on Twitter too. Um, yeah. And we have a Discord channel like everyone else in WebTree. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me.